Okay. So nobody this knows is, this. Nobody knows this. Does Pete know this? No, he knows it now. I mean. <laughs> Pete don't even know this story. And okay. this is before Marshawn lets Pete know I want to come back. And he shows me the video. And the video shows me, I'm standing on the side, mm-hmm. player and another player there mm-hmm. at the at the counter. One of the players pointed. The guy looks, the guy takes the money and put it in his pocket. He comes in, he drops his back. I need to talk to you. Ooh. I'm like, uh-oh, oh, right? So I sit down, and he stands on the other side of the desk, right? So I sit down, and I lean back. He walks around the desk, and he stands over me. He's like, what? What is it about? He's like, you know, you can play for me. You know how I want this run. Ooh. Before we get started, we got our first sponsor. Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. So that's Manscaped. And I see you got a nice fresh cut. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're looking good. You can trim yourself up, do your mustache. Right. Do what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? What, what, hey, well, no, no, what you what you supposed to do. What what's the, mandatory? What, and what's, what's that? What, what's that? The way you want your woman coming to bed, fellas, come to bed the same way, if you know what I mean. So, so, so wait a minute. Hold on. In front of the world, right now, you just admit it. That I, I told you you look good here, and then you said be universal, so you using those clippers for down there and up there. You come to KJ's crib, you just want to cut Cliff. You just want to cut. He going to cut, he he cut you with the same no. clippers that he hit you with down there, and you he, hit you up there. He ain't getting cut with these, only me. <laughs> okay. okay. And the way I, the way I, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do your kids like that either, man. Don't be trying to use the same thing. With I'm, you. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm so not. The man, so the manscape keep you right? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Stay fresh, stay clean. Mm. Manscaped. And make sure y'all use a promo code for this. KJ20, 20% off, free shipping, Manscaped. Appreciate y'all. You got something to get off your chest right not, now? Not a thing. Nothing? Mo. Mo. Wow. Well, let me get some off of you. I got something to get off your chest? Yes, I do. Let's talk about this shirt. <laughs> I want to get something off my chest. Okay, we're going to get started. Let's get started. What What is this? Is this velvet? Uh, it's, it's essentials. It's essentials. You know, with a gold, you're, you're, with a gold so, chain. So you guys don't like you don't like the shirt. I'm not saying that. That's I'm cool. just asking what is it. It ain't building. Okay, well I can't afford. G come credit. Every nice. I got to give G credit. He puts thought and effort. But don't mo- give him and, no but, credit. But, for but, that. but, but I just don't wanna, give him no credit. But for, for the fans at home, I just wanted to just say this has been 20 years of Mo on top of what I wear. Especially the last five years. Every yeah. time I see him, he has a comment about what I'm wearing. Hey, so this is all I want to do today. I must be kind of jealous. I'm a little jealous. I can't hey, today, but can I get G- something off my chest, though? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Man, so here's what I'm going to get off my chest. Ever since I got here to start this podcast this time, KJ Wright has been different towards me. His energy is different. He ain't even sipping his water the same. He ain't smiling because I got a feeling that... Somehow, some way, last week's episode he been thinking about. Now, if I'm wrong, say it. Everything cool? We good? Starting today, we're good. Starting today, we weren't good last week. You mad at me? No, we're good. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just getting off my chest because I, I want to. I want to break here. the tension to make sure I we mean, good. KJ, we we we're good. Okay. I um when you when you come on in this space, okay, and you being vulnerable, and you expressing your truth. And when you get stuff off your chest, it could be received a certain way. And when it comes to KJ, I love all my brothers. I love all my teammates. And if I feel like I didn't do that, I get in my feelings. Mm. I get, my feelings get hurt. I feel like I let my boys down. Well. And that ain't on you. That's on that's me. Fair. Okay. Well, I'll leave it at this. Every decision has an expiration mm-hmm. date and the mm-hmm. truth never expires. All right. Now, what you want to talk about now? First of all, Mo Kelly. Wow. Mo okay. Kelly. Thank you, man. Well, you know what? I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. You know, these two guys here I've known for a very, very long time. <clears throat> and the privilege is all mine to be here sitting with you guys. Every time a guest come on this show, you know what they talk about? Mo Kelly office. <laughs> Mo Kelly office, Mo Kelly office. And the fans like, who is, who is Mo Kelly? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you got a treat today. And I want to start here, Mo. You've been here how long? This is starting on my 19th season in player engagement. 19 season. Yep. Take us back. What were you doing before Mm. you got this job? And how did you get this job? And what is your job? Wow. Okay. That's a lot. What is your job? That's a lot. Okay. So my title is Vice President of Player Engagement. 
or player development. Mm -hmm. So just take you back a little bit. Uh, went to East Tennessee State from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Went to East Tennessee State, played there for four years. After the four years, uh, went to Canada. Played there in Canada for six years. Were you good, Mo? I did okay. It's cool. I did. I did all right. Keep on. You know. Yeah. Six years. <laughs> made a couple all CFL teams and all all little mm -hmm. CFL. So played there six years. Got injured actually after my first year. Had an outstanding year. Uh, blew out my knee. ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus. They said eighteen months if you ever play again. Damn. I played the next year. Okay. Played another five years. Had to show that I was back. Um, after my sixth year, I got an opportunity to come to the Seahawks. Played here. I was a 28-year-old rookie. <laughs> yeah. 28-year-old rookie. Holmgren was here? Mike Holmgren Mike was Holmgren? the head coach. Mm -hmm. Yes. 28-year-old rookie. Um, played here for two seasons. My third season, I got cut. Went back to Canada. But I stayed in contact with our personnel guy. Will Lewis was the personnel guy. Stayed in contact with him. Always reached out to him. Told him that I wanted to be involved once I got done playing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know in what capacity. Do I want to coach? Do I want to scout? Just didn't know. Mm -hmm. But staying in contact with him, again, I went back to Canada, played for two more seasons. He said, hey, man, we got a, a position in player development. I'm like, hey, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know, uh, he was like, Nesby's job. So Nesby Glasgow was the guy who had the job before me. Nesby was an outstanding guy. Played for the Seahawks for a long time. Uh, so I came out. I interviewed. They said it was going to be a, a, a panel interview. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell is a panel interview? What is that? <laughs> what, what is that? So you go in you go in a room and you got a group of people, which is the panel. Yeah. And they just start throwing fire, uh, fastballs at really? you. Really? Ask questions. You know, where are you from? You know, what would you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. You know, so. It was people from the third floor? Yes. Okay. People from the third floor, then also people from football operations. Mm -hmm. So I came in, uh, I did that, and then they asked me to come back for a second interview, which wasn't an a interview. It was more so getting a chance to know the general manager and then see Mike. You know, Obviously, I played for him. He's like, you're my guy. You're the first choice. Right. So didn't really have to do much with him, but Tim Ruskell, it wasn't even an interview. It was just kind of sit down. Uh see if he likes me, mm -hmm. and he offered me the job. It was two weeks before I was getting ready to go back for my third season, my 10th year, my 11th year, and I called my coach. I said, I'm done. He was like, what? What do you, what do you mean? I said, I'm done playing football. I got an opportunity. He thought it was about money because I always negotiated my own contracts, mm -hmm. and so I said, it's not about money. It's about the opportunity. Now, I could have played for another two or three years, but who's to say this opportunity was going to still be here? Mm -hmm. So I said, screw this. You know, everybody's always looking for that transition out of the game. Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to transition out of the game, you know, with taking this job. So I took the job and not knowing anything about the job. You know, I left money on the table. So you made more money still playing. Going to Canada. Okay. Yeah. So you, I, okay. I would have made more money, but... I didn't know how much I was getting paid. My wife asked, she was like, uh, so how much are we getting paid? I'm like, shit, I forgot I ain't to ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't going with that. Yeah. I forgot to ask, but she yeah. was really happy that I was done playing. Mm -hmm. She got tired of seeing me go out there and, you know, knees bad, shoulders bad and all of that. So uh, I took the job in 05 and Coach Holmgren said, hey, the job is going to be what you make it. I'm like, mm. okay, that's it? And that was it. That's that's only advice he gave me. It's going to be what you make it. And I took the job, and here I am 19 years later. So I made the right decision. I could have played for another two or three years, but I definitely wasn't going to be playing 19 years after nope. the fact. Nope. And so that, that transition that every player is looking for, I was blessed to be able to have it. And as I transitioned into my new job, I was only a year and a half, two years removed from playing. So I was blessed to be able to walk back into this organization and I played with these guys. Mm -hmm. Walt, um, you know, uh, Hutch, user Hutch, Hutch, all yeah. of these guys. I played with these guys. So when I came in, it was like, oh, it's Mo. Right? Easy. It was really easy, mm -hmm. but now I parted with these guys as well. So I just had to draw that line. Like, I'm not, I'm the same guy, but I can't go and do the things that I used to do. So let me ask you this Did the fellas draw that line with you? Like, this ain't our teammate, Mo Kelly. This is. The Mo Kelly's working for the organization. How did they view you when it come to your teammates? Well, it was it was such a new position, right? I mean, Nesby had a job before me, but I was welcome in. 
you know, I think it was a little bit different. He was more on the on the second floor because we were in Kirkland at the time, mm-hmm. more on the second floor. And when I came in, I was right in the middle of everything. Anybody who knows our old facility, it was so small. Like I had a cubby hole. Like it's nothing like my. my why yeah, you looking yeah. at me like that, man? Your, your, man, your, your I big, ain't even say nothing, Mo. Your, I'm just, big I'm just you waiting. Got <laughs> you got a big office now. Well, look, you, you got a what? real big office. Hey, big old couch. Listen, nobody huh. want to talk about the grind. They just want to talk about the shine, right? Yeah, Let's get to it. We're going to we yeah, get, we get to it. So when I started off, I had a cubby hole. <laughs> I had a cubby hole. I had, I had my little desk. I had a chair in, the front, in, in front of me. And then I had two chairs over here. And then I had the big picture two TV over in the corner over mm-hmm. here. And so guys would come in and and sit and we'll just talk. And because again, I was their teammate. So we'll just sit and, and shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. And Coach Hungram's locker room was right across the hall. Ah. And so he would ah, always come yeah. in when guys leave and like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> why is everybody in here? What are you telling them? <laughs> like he had a million questions for me. Yeah. Like, why is yeah. everybody hanging out in your office? I said, Coach, mm-hmm. they just think that I'm a cool guy to hang out with. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. The thing was, is number one, they trusted me because I played with them. I was their teammate. Mm-hmm. Number two, the thing was, is they started asking me to help them with things, which was my job. My mm-hmm. job in player engagement was to be able to help our guys, right? Mm-hmm. To help them transition into the game, the life of, and transitioning out of the game. And so mm-hmm. I was able to help them. You know, they're having questions about their paychecks. They're having questions about anything. You it's guy. my job you guy. to help them with that. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, present day, I don't know if people know this, but he won't say it, I say it. He is the Michael Jordan of player <laughs> engagement guy in the NFL. As a matter of well, fact, guys around the NFL, they want to be, they want to be like Mo. <laughs> so <laughs> let me get right to this. So you talked about how you are right there. It used to be the player engagement guy. By the way, Nesby Glasgow, RIP. He was a real one. Yes, um, you talk about how you... The player person was on the second floor, mm-hmm. and then you were right there in the mix. So you're doing things kind of different than, than the status quo. Mm-hmm. So I want you to take us to that moment because some of those guys you partied with, mm-hmm. some of those guys you played with, yep. and you said you had to draw the line. Now, I know how that welcome to the NFL moment gets for guys. What was your welcome to the NFL moment where you had to draw that line? Mm. Tell us a story that happened where you were like, ooh. I'm not your friend no more. Mm. I got to draw that line. Hey, Coach Holmgren. Hey, uh, what's going on? I want that story, Mo. Well, okay, I got two stories. (laughs) Number one, one story was, um, so you know how this goes. You know, Friday, we leave for the East Coast. We leave Mm -hmm. on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So we leave. We were playing Washington. There were the Redskins at the time. So at this time, Coach Holmgren, that was the only team in the NFC that he, he hadn't beaten. Right. So we go into this game and, you know, when we land there on that Friday, we get up the next morning, Saturday, and we have a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So we go to the walkthrough and Sean Alexander, we stand on the sideline, you know, and Coach Hungram is obviously totally <laughs> different than Pete. <laughs> right. You know, that's Pete a has bit, a, that's a little bit. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> laissez faire. Did, did, did Michael Hungram, did he have a nickname? The Big Show. <laughs> the Big Show. And that's for a reason, too. Okay. Anyway. But the big show was sitting there watching everything that was going on. So I'm on the sideline. I'm just sitting there just, you know, kicking it with Sean. He's mm-hmm. laughing and talking and, you know, having a good time. And I see the big show just sitting there and he's watching. He got shades on. He's watching. Right. And I'm like, oh, man, I see him looking. Mm. So I'm like, hey, I say, like, calm down a little bit. Like, <laughs> big show's watching. It's like, oh, shit. He ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, he's still <laughs> laughing and talking. Right. We go into the game. The next day, we lose the game in overtime, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we lose the game. We come back on Monday. Like I said, his office is, I mean, his uh, locker room was right across mm-hmm. from my office. He comes in. He drops his back. I need to talk to you. Ooh. And I'm like, uh-oh. Ooh. Right? So I sit down, and he stands on the other side of the desk, right? So I sit down, and I lean back. He walks around the desk, and he stands over me. He's like, what? What is it about? He's like, you know, you can play for me. You know how I want this Run. Ooh, ooh. I'm like, I, I look back. I was like, it won't happen again. Right on, happen he, this man over your shoulder like this. No, like you standing oh. here, and I'm leaning back, looking you, at him like this. You, you don't, you don't know that kind of coaching, do you? Absolutely not. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah that, that's old school. <laughs> huh? Maybe a little bit from North, but nah, nah. Nah, he he said what he needed to say, and I said it won't happen again. He was like, you write it won't. Now, how did you wait? Hold on. 
You said it won't happen again. How did you know what it was? I knew exactly what he was talking about. I saw him and I yeah. played for him and I he was absolutely right. I knew exactly what he was saying. Because you told Sean. Like, I hey. told Sean. I saw him looking and I tried to, hey, hey, calm down a little bit. But here's the point. Mm. So I go after having this conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really a conversation. It was a chewing out. I went and I found Essa and I said, hey, Remember the other day when I told you that Big Show was watching? He was like, yeah, I told you. He wasn't going to say nothing to me. <laughs> said, yeah, no, he, he didn't say it right. to you. He said it to me. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah. he never, Coach would never say I'm sorry. But mm -hmm. let me tell you something. One of the, he's one of the best ever. You know, I love him to death. He's always had my back. But he would only get on people that he knew could handle it. And so he said what he said. I took it. I received it. I said what I needed to say to him. But from that day forward, yeah. I was never on the sideline with the players. I always went on the other side. Mm -hmm. Stayed out of the way. And he came out like the next week. He looked over. He saw me. He kind of nudged his head. Mm -hmm. And he blew the whistle and kept going. So mm -hmm. that was a... He would never say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But that was an acknowledgement. You heard what I said. And, and Mo, to this day, you still stand on the other side. I stand on the other side. Yeah. I live and I learn. You know, I, it don't take me much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because every time I see Hongman, he's smiling, laughing. Hey, KJ, how you doing? Like, man, we, it's a good oh, hey, 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 hey. Like, I like this dude. <laughs> okay, that's, so, that's some, that's hey, some. this guy right here, I know he got a million stories. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was, that was one of the ones that I was just like, oh, okay, this is, this is real. Then also I had an opportunity to, I did something that I probably shouldn't have done. And again, I thought I was going to get fired over this. Mm. You know, we go to Philly and um, this guy reached out to me earlier in the week and he said that he um, he owned a, a clothing store. And he said, you know, I cater to the athletes, you know, uh, NFL, NBA, you know, and I know you guys are coming to town. If you'd like to come over, I'll shut down the shop. I'll um, send a limo bus over to get mm -hmm. you guys. And... Mm -hmm. Philly's cheese steaks for the guys. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, nah, ain't no way. Nah, we ain't doing that, right? Yeah. So I just kept that in my back pocket. So one day we're sitting in the office and we're just talking. And I brought it up to the guys and they were like, oh, hell yeah, man, we want to do this. I'm like, I knew it was a bad idea. Did it anyway. But I did it anyway. So I called the guy and I said, <laughs> we want, we'll go. And he's like, okay, I'm going to send the bus over. And so I'm like, I'm going to go make sure everything is right. So I get in the limo bus, we go over, and just like he said, he shut down the shop, he had food there. The guys had a outstanding time. Mm -hmm. You know, they were able to buy all the urban stuff. At the time, you know, guys would not not the skinny fit stuff that I'm not yeah. gonna say what you were. The three and the four X. Four X was, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It was in boots. Yeah, all of that. So yeah. the guys were buying all kinds of stuff, spending ten, fifteen thousand dollars, and the guy was like, don't even worry about it. We're going to package it up. It'll beat you guys back to Seattle. So it was a great experience, right? So one of the guys was checking out, and I saw him. He had a, a lot of cash, mm -hmm. right? And and I was going to say something to him, but I got sidetracked, right? So I didn't think anything of it. We leave, and afterwards, the guy, one of the players called me. He said, hey, man, can you check with the guy? I lost some money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I saw you with that money. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll check with him. So mm -hmm. I called the guy up. He said, I've never had an issue with anybody losing any money. We're going to find that money. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. No big deal. He calls me back the next day and, hey, you got a sec? I want to show you something. Can I send a car to come get you? I went over. He takes me in the back and he shows me the video. And the video shows me. I'm standing on the side. Mm -hmm. A player and another player there mm -hmm. at, the, at the counter. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the players pointed. The guy looks, the guy takes the money and put it in his pocket. Really? That was my, I was, whoa. Time out, time out. His teammate. We were, the only, we were the only ones in the show, in the store. Pointed at another teammate. He pointed, like pointed over here, like me and you talking. Yeah. I point over there and you look. He took the money and put it in his pocket. Now, I was like, yo, uh, 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 I, I was stuttering. I say, look. I need to get that tape, you know. Uh, he's like, look, it's yours. Damn. I just wanted you to see this. You know, I said, he'll get his money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, so I go and you just kind of talk it out, and I'm like, damn. 
what am I going to do here? I got to figure out if this guy is really trying to steal the money or, or is he just playing around? around. Yeah. Guys play around, but normally they don't play with guys' money, <laughs> right? So yeah. I wanted to give it a little bit of time. So I talked to one of my guys and he's like, hey, look, we're going to have to tell coach. I'm like, oh, hell no, we don't. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not, not that. No, <laughs> hell no. Not the, not the, not that Go dude. tell the big show that. So yeah. at this time, there is no book on what no. you should do. No, hell no. Like I'm, I'm. Who did you go first to for year. advice? This is your first year. This is my first year. Mm-hmm. So I just sat and I thought about it. It, it gave me some time because we we were still gonna be playing that night. It was like a Monday night game. By the way, we went into that game and we kicked the Eagles' ass, forty-four zero. Lofa had two picks. Mm-hmm. Like a pick six. Shout out Lofa. Yeah, um, he balled out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, the person that I talked to, I'm not going to say who I talked to, but it was like, man, we don't have to tell coach. And I'm like, no, we don't. He's like, well, if we get back and he don't have the money, then we have to. And I'm like, I agree to that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we go into the game, we win the game, we get over, we get back. And so I asked the player again, hey, man, did you find the money? Hoping that the guy gave it back to him. Right, he was like, "No, nah, it's still nothing." I said, "Well, the guy's still looking." You know, I'm lying to the, the yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, He's still looking. We're gonna get you your money back. So we get back the next day, and he still didn't have his money. So now, the walk of shame. I got to go in here, and we got to go see the big show. Oh man, you going by yourself? Who you going? <laughs> I got to go by myself. I made that decision to say we're going to this damn thing. Did you rehearse? Did you practice? <laughs> <laughs> Did you look in the mirror? <laughs> Did you sleep on it? I prayed on it. Okay. I prayed on it. Yeah. I went in there and holy sh- I went in there and he's like, you know, and it's the first thing in the morning too. It's Saturday morning. Oh man. Now this this is Monday morning. Because mm-hmm. we had already actually no, it Tuesday. was Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Because we yeah. played a Monday night game. Yeah. What is it? Oh. I'm like, well, I got a video of a player, you know, stealing from a player. What? What the f- What the f- what did you, how, how'd you get that? So I had to tell him that we went shopping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the f- You You know how you want, I want this run? You f- play for me. This ain't no f- leisurely trip. It's a business trip. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say nothing. He was absolutely right, mm-hmm. right? And he told me to make sure you go get that f- player and you bring him up here now. Now, did you tell him who the player was at this time? I didn't tell him, no. And he asked me about the video, like, he, what's on the video? Mm-hmm. And I told him, he's like, who else saw it? I said, only me. He's like, nobody else is going to see it either. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I went to go get the player. I couldn't, I just couldn't let him go up there without knowing what was going on. <laughs> I, 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 that's just, that's me. <laughs> that's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to let you go in there blind. Yeah. So I tell the player, hey, coach want to see you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what it's about? He's like, no, nah. I don't know what it's about. I said, you sure? Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, the money. I said, yeah, the money. Yeah, nigga, yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah money. The, the money. But I couldn't let him go in front of the coach yeah. with, with, with some not knowing what was going on. Because yeah. number one, I've seen guys get, get cut for less. Yeah. The worst thing you can have is a thief in your locker room. Yeah. Right? And so I had to let him know that. He went in, he said what he did, say to coach. He left from there. He went to the bank. He got the money. He gave it back to me. I gave it to the player. Still to this day, the player don't know. Oh, really? Still to this day. No, I I wasn't going to. That wasn't my place to tell the player that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to look out. So when the, hold on, when the player goes in to see the big show, Mm -hmm. Mike Holm, if you not haven't been paying attention, when he goes in there, what does he say to coach? Because you'd already said, yeah, it's about the money. He goes in. What do he say to the coach? It was none of my business. I stayed outside the door. (laughs) So I already, I already yeah. took my ass chewing. Yeah. So you don't, so you don't know what that conversation. I don't know was. what that conversation was. I know when he left out of there, he went straight to the bank. Mm-hmm. He came straight back to me, and he had the money. Damn, the player got the money. And you, and you, and you gonna take that secret to your grave, huh? I, I'm definitely hey, absolutely. Speaking of thieves, do you ever figure out who stole uh, <laughs> Mike Rob video camera? Wow. You know, Ek. You know. <laughs> anyway, Mike, Mike, wait, the real Rob report? Mike Rob got, got his video camera stolen? Yeah. Yeah. Mo, I've always been intrigued by this. Yeah. Um, take me to, because you're involved in somewhat of like evaluating guys, bringing dudes mm-hmm. in. 
George is as well. How much is during the draft process, during the free agent process, during the trading process, do you take guys' character in account? Like you hear stories about guys, can we bring this guy onto our football team? Will he work? Will he gel with the guys? How much does it go involved when it comes to drafting a guy when it's like this dude character is an A plus or this dude carries is a D? We don't necessarily want to take a risk on this guy. Well, yeah, definitely. It plays a big part. I mean, when it comes to that, like that's the part that myself and George play, right? We play a part in the character. Who 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 are we bringing into our locker room? Mm-hmm. Like that means something, right? Mm-hmm. Last thing we want again is a, a thief mm-hmm. bringing a thief into your locker room. But the character plays a big part, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know the dynamics of our locker room. Right, and so if we're gonna be bringing somebody into our locker room, we need to know who who we're bringing in. Can y'all see that when guys come in on their visits, like uh, this guy, he like I don't know about this. Guy. No, well, our scouts do an outstanding job of mm-hmm. number one understanding like the background, where they come from, their mm-hmm. dynamics from home, how were they as teammates in college, what are the mm-hmm. coaches saying about them, what are the trainers saying about them, what are they. Uh, middle school and high school teachers saying about mm-hmm. them. So we get all of that information and then, yeah, we bring them in, but I, I don't think that's a good um, way of I'm not saying evaluating. You want to see them and touch them and mm-hmm. have a conversation with them, but you can bullshit anybody for 15, 20 minutes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you go like mm-hmm. the combine and all those places, like it's great that we get a chance to sit down with them. But I mean, after the pleasantries of the first two minutes, mm-hmm. right? You're going to talk, you want to get to talking football, right? So you ain't really diving into who you are as a person, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we do. Like, and for me, like, I don't like taking somebody else's advice or what they say about this person. I'm a, I'm a person that, and you guys know me, I'm a, I'm a glass half full type of guy. I'm all about positivity, right? And somebody told me that you a jerk. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I'm going to hear that, but you're going to have to prove to me that you're a jerk. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about giving somebody a second chance or a clean slate when they come into the league, you got a clean slate when it comes to us. Like, if you can't get along with myself, EK, and George, then something is wrong with you. Yeah. And yeah. ain't nothing wrong with us. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. And by the way, got, you guys keep hearing George. George is the head of uh, security over with the Seahawks. Great dude. Amazing fella right there. As a matter of fact, he's actually in the background <laughs> because this dude couldn't come do an interview <laughs> by himself. He had to bring George security. But anyway, that's neither here or there. And EK. I don't want to want to get into that right there because EK is a whole story in itself. You're right. He should you know be what next. Mean? He's the next Right. Episode. I don't even want to write. EK is in the building. Yes. But- Okay, so start in 2005, you're in that small building in Kirkland, yep. Northwest College, then y'all moved up like the Jeffersons to Renton, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then now you have a third floor, you got the big building. All right, here we go. It's February 2010. The new coach has been named mm. for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. He's coming, Todd Lywicki makes mm-hmm. a decision to bring in this guy from USC by the name of Pete Carroll. He comes in. Right? Mm-hmm. You got your job. You sipping water right now, but you don't know what's going on. <laughs> All you know is here's this dude, Pete. Now, this is the KJ All Day Show. Yep. You <laughs> got to tell the truth with an F. Truth. Truth. Okay. How did you really feel about Pete Carroll when he first got here and what was going on? Well, okay. So I'm gonna be honest with you. So <laughs> I I had I had opportunities. Right, so Pete comes mm. in like when you when you bring in a new coach because we run a new coach and general manager, mm-hmm. so it's clean slate, right? We across the board, everybody is wondering what's going to happen. Mike Holmgren just took the job in Cleveland, mm-hmm. so I had an opportunity. You know, Mike called and I had an opportunity to go with him to Cleveland, and so like I would have been a lot more nervous if I didn't have other opportunities, right? And so when Pete came in, I'm like, eh. I'm really trying to get out of here because mm. I'm going to go with the person that I know. Mike, chewing ass and all, <laughs> loyal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love this man to death. He gave me an opportunity as a player. He gave me an opportunity as uh, an employee of this organization. He chewed me out a lot, mm-hmm. but he would always look out for me. And he called me and he offered me a job there in Cleveland. So I really was kind of going through the motions, you know, they told me, Hey, look, cause you had to put in a slip to ask for permission to talk to someone who's employed by another, uh, another mm-hmm. team. So, uh, he put in a slip and asked for permission and they wouldn't give me permission to talk to him. 
they kind of said, well, you can talk to them, but we're not going to sign the paper because if we sign the paper, then that means you can negotiate and you can sign and you can leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, they said, but give us a chance. You know, we want you to at least meet with Pete. Mm-hmm. If things don't go the way you want it to go, then we'll give you permission to leave. So when you get ready to go meet with Pete, you really got this like, it's all good. I got all the opportunities. <laughs> Take us in, go ahead. Yeah, not, not, that's how I felt. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to leave, but it was a changing of the guards, right? I didn't know anything about Pete Carroll, but outside of watching him at USC, chewing gum and throwing in and being yeah. animated. I didn't know if that's who he truly was or if that what, was that an act. So tell me, whose call is it? When, when it comes to doing a hiring, you got presidents, GMs, owners, head coach. Mm-hmm. Who is the one that's saying Mo Kelly is staying in this building? Well, at the time, Todd Lawicki was our president. Mm-hmm. He was our president. So he was the one who went and found um, Pete. And so he just said, just common courtesy. He was just like, just, just promise me you'll have a conversation with him. And then he's like, I'm not going to hold you back if you really want to go, but at least have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so take us into that conversation with Pete. Well, it was it was a short conversation. You know, we just kind of sat and we had a we, we talked and he said, you know, I heard nothing but great things about you. Uh, we would love to keep you here. I heard you have opportunities somewhere else. You know, whatever they're offering you over there, we can get, offer you the same opportunity here. And when Coach Carroll came here, I heard he made over 150 some odd moves. Five, People was going left left and right. You go, you go, you go, you go. Right, he was trying to change. He was trying to change the culture, which, you know, we... People forget that Jim Moore was in between oh, Mike yeah. Holmgren and, and, uh, yeah. and, and, and Coach Carroll. And so, like, it was a hard time. That one year that, that Jim was the head coach, you know. It was bad? It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best, yeah. It, it wasn't the best. And so, you know, they were trying to get a whole clean slate. And so, um, you know, when people come in, they want they want to make change. They want to, what's the culture like? Mm-hmm. And so they want to do those things. And so... You know, I was blessed to be, you know, myself and EK, you know, being down there. You know, I always say we're in the engine, mm-hmm. you know, in the engine room. We're shoveling coal. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep our head down. We we just try to be positive as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. We want to see everybody be successful. That's who so we are. So what made you stay, Mo? Why did <laughs> you stay? You said they had that little conversation. How you don't know that dude? This bowl, you chewing right. gum, peace, peaceful, right. all positive. They didn't, they I didn't have. A, I didn't have a choice, right? They didn't mm-hmm. give me the opportunity. So- after I had the conversation, okay. right, they told me if things don't go the right way, they'll give me the opportunity to basically to leave. They didn't sign them papers, huh? They never signed the papers. Mm. They Pete, never signed why the you papers. didn't sign them papers? John, y'all it knew. You knew you had the band right here. You didn't sign the papers? It worked out the way it's supposed, supposed to. Right now, I'm going through a divorce. I don't want to <laughs> sign the papers. So Coach Carroll come on the scene. John <laughs> Snyder come on the scene. Yep. They're new. They're fresh. <laughs> Who are the dudes in the building that they're leaning on to figure out what's this culture and how can we get this thing turned around? Well, twofold. Number one, they're going to lean on myself and EK because we've been here, right? But Pete wanted to come in and he had his mindset on how he was going to do things because he had had some you know, trials and tribulations of being a head coach before. Mm-hmm. And he said if he ever got another opportunity, he was going to do it his way. And so he knew that his way was successful in college mm-hmm. and he wanted another opportunity in the league. And so he had a, a way of thinking and how he was going to do things. Mm-hmm. And really, we were just here to kind of connect the dots and be here to support him and what it is that he wanted to do and how he wanted to implement things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at the end of the day, we were good soldiers. You always knew it was going to work, though? <laughs> The entire time you you were sitting there, they played the music and all the music and all the rah rah rah. Well, just and think this about this. Just think about this. It's, it's two different things, right? You're talking about Mike Holm and you're talking about you know Pete Carroll. Okay. Polar opposites. Polar opposites. I've seen it <laughs> successful this way. Uh-huh. 05, We go all the way to the Super Bowl. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Should have won. Mm-hmm. You know, outstanding team, right? And then we come over here and it's just like it's it was a head scratcher. I'm sitting here. I'm just like. <laughs> How is this going to work? Gee, can we bring up the culture conversation real quick between you and Doug? Mm-hmm. Oh, Doug, Doug going to be, oh, yeah. Doug swears that 
I don't put words in his mouth. No, I'm going to no, let you handle this. I'm going to let you handle this. You got so this. Doug, myself, Doug, and Jermaine have this argument all the time. Of course, it's Doug and Jermaine against me. <laughs> and the discussion is simple. Who established the culture? Was it Pete or was it the players? I know Doug says the players. I, I, I always tell him it was Pete. And I tell Doug, and I'm going to say this with I my agree. chest, you a great wide receiver, but I was here before you. It <laughs> was Pete. Now, go ahead and tell the camera and tell Doug he was wrong. <laughs> Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it, Mo. I, I think, you know, here's, here's what I say. I say, I think it's a little bit of both, right? I say this because you're right. Pete came in and he set the culture, right? But then he gave the players the latitude to be who they are. Right, because if 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 Doug and these guys came in under Mike Holmgren, mm. those personalities, no, 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 you, you, no, no, you're gonna back up, and you're gonna do it the way I say do it. Pete is totally different in a sense that he lets you be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he feels that he's gonna get the best out of you by you being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. Like those personalities that we've had over the years, man. I mean. We've had some personalities come through this locker. And from a from a player standpoint, coming in as a young rookie, I said Pete. I said Pete was a culture. Period. Mm-hmm. We bought into what he said, how he operated. Any word that Coach Carroll said, we was nodding our heads. Yes, Coach. Yes, Coach. And so when you talk about who established the culture, who is the culture, the same thing we saw at USC with Reggie Bush, um, mm-hmm. Clay Matthews, was the same stuff here. I think he he established the culture. The players cultivated the culture. I, I, okay, I agree with that. I want you to take us back to 2010. And in 2010, there was this player that was traded for from the Buffalo Bills that played against the Chicago Bears. Tell us the immediate feeling and impact that Marshawn Lynch brought to this team. The I believe that when you start talking about players and then the, the attitude and mm-hmm. then the culture... There was something about that dude when he showed up to mm-hmm. this team. Can you please talk about that? Yeah. Well, he embodied everything I think Pete wanted in our mm-hmm. team and our organization, right? And everybody grabbed a hold of that. You know what I'm saying? You, you have some people who transcend, transcend like sports. Like he transcended like not just the offensive guys. Like it was always... Um, amazing to see when he ran the ball, how our defensive players fed off that. Mm-hmm. How they, mm-hmm. when he dropped that shoulder and ran over cats, mm-hmm. like they loved that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, like everybody fed off of that. His energy, yeah. like his, how he carried himself, like that swagger. Mm-hmm. We adopted that. Give us a story, one of your first Marshawn Lynch stories, that when you, when you said like this story right here, I'd be like, ooh, I knew this dude was different. I knew he was special when this happened. Well, obviously the the beast quake is you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. that's that's one deal everybody yeah. saw that. Yeah. But I, I want to go past. It's when he came back oh, to yeah. us. Oh yeah, when he oh. came when he came back to us. Right, that, that was special. He hadn't played in a minute, right? And so <laughs> when he called and he was like, "Hey, big dog." I need I need to hit a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. When you want to do that? He's like, uh, maybe at VMAC in a little bit. So I hit EK up. <laughs> Nobody knows this. <laughs> I hit EK up. Wait, real quick, what year is this for everybody? I, I don't even this know is what, 20, year, what year it was. 19? This is 2019. We lost to the Packers in the playoffs. Okay, so Marshawn Lynch is coming back, but this is, this is your first conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, so... I hit EK up and you know he had his his pads and stuff and his helmet. So I needed to get some stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, why y'all looking at me like that? Oh, Wait, what you talking I had about? to get my fucking pads. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. he wants to hit with you? He needed to he he needed to feel a, a little of that. Oh, really? We got got the pads. <laughs> me and him, we in the locker room going through tackling drills. He got the ball, we're about 5 yards apart. You know how you do like you know like you do your individual yeah, stuff. You know, angle tackling, you know, he boom, he dropping his head. I'm I'm forming him up. Oh, we in the locker room. Hold on. Oh yeah. Where are we at? Where are the players at? Players are wherever at home. Okay. So nobody this is, knows this. <laughs> nobody knows this. Does Pete know this? 
No, he knows it now. <laughs> Pete don't even know this story. And okay. this is before Marshawn lets Pete know I want to come back. No, 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 no. He's already back on our team, but he's not, you know, when we practice, oh, we're not oh, putting okay. pads on. Okay. Oh, right? oh, okay, okay. We're not okay. putting pads on, but he oh, wanted shoot. he hey, I need to get some of that. I need to feel this before I'm going into a game and hit and all this stuff, you know? So yeah. how does it feel when he's hitting you? <laughs> It was good, but you know what I'm saying? It's five yards apart. Like, he dropping that shoulder. You know, my neck was a little sore the next day. You know, Boy, but. When, Mar when Marshawn did come back in 2019, that changed. We needed that dude so bad. Mm -hmm. We had lost Chris. Um, Homer was hurt. We needed something to just lift the morale of the team. So what, what was so special? You perked up when I talked about that. What was so special about him coming back? What did he do? Marshawn, Get into that. He's that dude that, first of all, I looked up to coming to as a young rookie. Like, man, this dude work his ass off, good teammate, funny as hell, hanging out with the D-line. He, he hung out with the defense. Yeah, he hung out on, on that side of the ball. <laughs> and when he came back, I'm like, damn, like, you will be the one to get us to where we need to go. I believe he could have carried us to the Super Bowl just based off his heart, his effort. Marshawn was just that dude. When he came back on the scene versus the, um, the 49ers, 49ers, yeah. A whole crowd went crazy. Like, damn, this this dude forever a legend. Yeah, he forever a legend. Special, so, special, and special. Marshawn mm. very special. So we talk about personalities, and we talk about how you know all of a sudden you know the the Doug Baldwin's, and then of course the KJ Wrights mm -hmm. and the. All the folks come in. KJ was KJ's. Don't don't let him fool you. Okay, you, you know what? Why we here? People like to call me. What, tell us about KJ. KJ would let me show tell me you. love. Show me love, man. Y'all want me to be honest? <laughs> <It's> KJ. <laughs> show me love, bro. KJ was the ultimate teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say almost like a politician. Not in, not, <laughs> not in a negative way. You good? You, you know good. what I'm saying? Like he always handled his business. You know, on and off the field. It's like. He's gonna always represent his family well, his city where he's from, um, his teammates, like everybody. Like he's the guy that a calming factor in the locker room. You know, people can go and you just watch how he works. You know, he comes to work every day, handles his business. Um, never gonna, you never have to worry about getting a phone call on. KJ doing anything mm -hmm. off the field. Mm -hmm. But he's a great ambassador of the Seattle Seahawks, the National Football League, his family, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And with all the nice stuff you say, I don't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> I'm cool until I'm not. <laughs> I'm easy going until I'm not. Oh. So I like that. I'm a politician, yeah. but I can turn up when need be. Okay. <laughs> I want to see if you remember a story. And by the way, Mo Kelly's office is the office where when you guys, when you guys hear stories, a lot of these stories either happened in one of two offices. <laughs> it was either in Mo Kelly's office mm -hmm. or EK, Eric mm -hmm. Kennedy's office. And again, mm -hmm. Eric Kennedy, EK is the equipment manager, but he's really a mob boss around here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but do you remember this conversation? Let's go back to 2000, I think it's 2011, and Richard Sherman is in your office. And all the guys in there talking, and somehow I don't remember they're talking about holdouts and somebody holding out in the NFL. And Richard Sherman said in there, he says, "Hey, all I know is, is when it's time for me, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing all this kind of stuff." And at this time, he hadn't even started a play the game, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they got ready to leave. And I said to you, I said, "Man, why is that rookie talking so much?" <laughs> and you said, "Man, I don't know." When, and he what, stopped talking. He ain't stopped talking yet. Nah. No. <laughs> what did you think about, and be real now, about mm -hmm. Richard Sherman when he first showed up? Well, number one, like you said, he was doing a lot of talking, right? And as a young person, you know, we've been around this league for a long time. You know, you hear a lot of guys come in, they talk. But he came in, he was doing a lot of talking. And I was looking at him a little sideways, but at the end of the day, like I said, I, I always like to give the player the benefit of the doubt. He went out there and everything that he said that he was going to do, he did. He he and, did and, it. And more. And more. And you know more. what I'm saying? So, like, I think a lot of the players were, because guys would come back and be like, man, he's doing all this talking. But after about a week or two, ain't nobody said shit. Mm -hmm. Because when you can talk that talk and walk that walk in that locker room, yeah. you're going to get respect. Yeah. And he earned all of the respect because it was like, I mean, hell, he was what, fifth round pick? Fifth round. It was no expectation. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? It was no expectations at all. Mm-hmm. He came in, he solidified himself as a bona fide starter, outstanding player, and he did everything that he said he was going to do. And, and Mo, when I first came on the scene as a rookie, we had Red Bryant, mm-hmm. Brandon Meebane, Chris Clemens, Raheem Brock, <laughs> all these dudes in your locker um, during lunchtime, and Mo Kelly office. <laughs> I love them dudes like no other. <laughs> what what do them dudes, the, in particular oh, the defensive man. line, mean to you? I love those dudes, man. Like, because again, like all of these guys, I, me, Bane, and, and Red, Clem, we got from somewhere Philly? else. And then yeah. uh, Raheem, we got from somewhere else. But I, I remember watching these guys when they get drafted. You know what I'm saying? They got drafted, they came mm-hmm. into our organization, and I had them as, as young pups. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To see them as they graduate into being like the leaders of the team. I always tell me, Bane, I say, I remember when you had that Barney purple suit. You know what I'm saying? He had that old school uh, Steve Harvey suit and the big suit when he when he first, yeah. straight from Crenshaw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And red, you know, country is all get out from Jasper, Texas. Them yeah. little ass glasses on. I heard about the glasses. Yeah. And PK, PK told him to take them off. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it was, it, it's, to see these guys and see them graduate mm-hmm. and move on, like for me, uh, for myself, again, EK and George, like, like we we love winning football games, but it means more to us to see you guys be successful away from the game. And to see uh, a me bane, when I get a phone call from him and he say, hey, Mo, they, they want me to play for five million, man. I, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I say, bro, you won. When you can walk away from making five million dollars a year, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and I'm thinking back when he walked into the office, when he walked into uh, our, our our facility, mm-hmm. he came in just as green as is is, oh, yeah. is all outside. But when he leaves here, he's made enough money; to, uh, he never has to work again. He got a beautiful family, mm-hmm. beautiful wife, healthy kids. Mm-hmm. He's won. Yep. Like that's success. Yeah, Mo, we talk about all these alpha dogs and everybody around the world knows about how bad that defense was. KJ, y'all was good. Y'all was the best. How in the world, explain to me how all these alpha dogs would come in your office, but yet the common denominator was a bowl of candy on your desk. (laughs) What made you come up with just putting candy? And here's the thing, though. Every time they come in, they come right in. What's up, Mo? And they dig right in the candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where did you get that idea from? I I wish I could remember where I got it from, um, but it was just a ploy to get them to come in. The right? candy? The candy. It was a ploy to get them to come in, and once they came in, then they'll hear what's going on. Like, okay, I got a story for you guys. TJ Houshmanzada. Okay, so TJ, we got him in free agency. Mm-hmm. He, he comes to us, and... Throughout the free agency process, I spent a little time with him. We sat and we talked or whatever. Boom, he comes in, you know, uh, we're starting the season. And I watched him for a week straight, right? Mm-hmm. I watched him. He came into the players' lounge. He's seen all the players in my office, right? The first day. I don't miss a beat. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm talking, laughing, whatever. And I watch him. He comes in. He kind of walks by the door to kind of hear what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But he keeps moving, right? Next day. He comes in, he stands a little bit closer to hear what's going on, he moves on. The next day he comes in, he stands by the door, he comes in, he's like, hey man, can I get a drink? I say, sure. Didn't stop the conversation. Yeah. He goes get a drink and he kind of stands by the door and then he leaves. The fourth day, he comes in, he never leaves. The whole time he was there, every day he would be in the office, right? Mm-hmm. And here it was a couple of months after the fact, I told him, I said, man, I got to tell you something. I said, I watched you for a whole week straight. He's like, you saw me? I said, yeah, yeah, I saw you. I watched you watch me mm-hmm. for a week. He was like, man, I just had to figure you out, see what you was all about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I watched him, how he would come, listen, see what's going on, leave, mm-hmm. come get a piece of candy, leave, mm-hmm. and until he kind of felt comfortable mm-hmm. to understand like what was going on in this office, right? Because again, you guys have been in my office. What's said in there stays in there. We have mm-hmm. really debated conversation, and it has nothing to do with football. And, and Mo, when you look at us, well, most people only see Sundays, dudes playing football, having fun, but you've been in that locker room going on 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And dudes, we 
we go we go through life. Absolutely. We, we struggle, we go through life. What's some of like the biggest frustrations mm. or the biggest issues that that guys have to deal with while they're still trying to perform at a very high level and play some football? Friends and family comes a number one on the list. Wow. Friends and family. Like mm-hmm. I think people think that they know, but they have no idea. Like players have just as many issues and problems as you do. Just mm-hmm. because you have money, people think that because you have money, you don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. I would say you have more problems mm-hmm. because now you are attracting all kind of people. Mm-hmm. You don't know their intentions. Mm-hmm. You don't know they want to see you win. They want something from you. One of the things that I always say to all of our players is I'll never ask you for anything. Yeah. I just want to see you be successful. Yeah. If, if we do ask you for anything, it's not for me. It's yeah. the better, the betterment for somebody else. Yeah. Right. And so when family and friends, I've had guys say, you know what, I don't want to play anymore because it's tearing my family apart. Mm-hmm. You know, people, family, moms, dads, those relationships change, right? Like you go from the kid when they're telling you what to do and how to do it to now you got all the damn answers just because you're making money. Instantly. 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 Like yeah. you, you're a little Johnny that you don't even get a seat at, at, at the big table. Yeah. To now, everybody's looking to you for all the answers. Do you do you have what's your biggest advice to them? Like, hey, do this, do that. Is is, is there even an answer? I mean, I went through this journey for eleven years. Yeah. Is is there even an answer for guys to how to deal with friends? Well, at, at the end of the day, at some point, you can't make everybody happy, and you have to be able to say no. Right, and it's, it is a rite of passage as a young man growing into a man. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're gonna make some decisions that everybody's not gonna be happy with. But at the end of the day, it's your journey. Mm-hmm. It's your journey, and so you're gonna have to tell mom no. She ain't gonna like that. You gotta tell dad no, even though they want the best for you. Sometimes they don't know what they don't know because again, when I was playing. My parents couldn't teach me anything about money. Yeah. They were living paycheck to paycheck. I was blessed to have my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And they they were able to support their family, right? But they couldn't give me any advice when it comes to investing money and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes, you know, uh, I think it's a happy median in there somewhere. Like the player think they got all the answers. You don't have all the answers mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Right. I always say to our players all the time, I definitely don't have all the answers. But I'm going to do everything in my power to help you find the right answers, right? Because at the end of the day, I learn more from you guys than you learn from me. Mm-hmm. As much as they're like, oh, man, I, le- I learn more from you guys than y'all learn from me. Because mm-hmm. I'm not in touch with a lot of the stuff that's going on. I got Facebook. That's it. You ain't got Twitter. <laughs> I ain't got Twitter. I ain't got Instagram. Don't, don't I ain't got none of that. that. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, here we are present day. Yep. And help us all out and tell us. Is there a difference? So, for an example, there was the era of KJ Wright and yep. Richard Sherman and Cam and all of them, Legion of Boom, all that, those guys. Mm-hmm. And then you guys have some really great guys lately, right? Mm-hmm. You had a great rookie cat class last year. Yep. It seems like on paper that the current rookie class is going to be okay. Yeah. How do you treat these different eras? Do you treat them the same? Are they the same? What are the differences in the well, different eras? I'll tell you this. As much as I, I'm, I try to be as consistent as I can be. Me, m- myself as an individual. I never want to be too high, never too low. I'm, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be Mo Kelly. That's, that's mm-hmm. all I know how to do. But when it comes to our players, it is a little bit different how, how they move what's, opposed to how guys move back in the day. What's I mean, different? Like, I would even go back to, like, again, 05 and how that team successful go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? They were a different breed of guys. Like you could walk through that locker room on game day and you were like, damn, are we getting prepared for a funeral? Like it'd mm. be quiet. They would go out there and kick ass <laughs> 13 and three. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it was, everybody would have their headphones on doing what they need to do to get themselves prepared for the game. And that's kind of how Coach Holmgren wanted it. He didn't want just music blaring. If you want to listen to your music, you put your damn music on, you listen to it, and you get mm-hmm. yourself prepared. It was different in the era with Pete. Mm-hmm. The music is playing, and these haters can't hold us <laughs> back. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, get, It's like yeah. a party before the party. Yeah. Okay. You know? 
And now I think this group is still trying to find themselves, right? So I can't say what kind of um, demeanor this team, this era is, because I think we're still trying to figure out who we are as a team. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like to do the comparison. You can't compare this. Nah. There's no need for it. Nah. Don't even don't even do it. No, nah, I mean, I think you just mm -hmm. appreciate it for what it is. Like, again, we were able to see these teams, man. And it's just like, I I truly appreciate each one of these errors. I appreciate each one of our players that we had because, you know, as much as we want to say that, oh, this group did this or whatever, it was a team. Mm -hmm. It's a team effort. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what a defense did this or whatever, it was a team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Mo, earlier you talked about transitioning. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this going on twenty plus years. You go ride this thing to the wheels fall off, <laughs> or Mo, Mo go try to. I'm gonna keep trying to find new things, tapping into new talents. What do you see for yourself in the next ten years? Oof. Well, I can tell you this: I'm not a lifer. You know, it's things that I want to be able to accomplish. Number one, um, I just love pouring into individuals. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I always say that um, that this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. I always thought like um, football was like my calling. Yeah. But I was sadly mistaken. Right. Like it football gave me the platform to find my true passion, which is helping people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm going to do that in an NFL locker room for the rest of my life. Because mm -hmm. it's things that I, you know, I missed out on a lot living on the West Coast. My family's down South, you know? And so I missed out on a lot seeing mm -hmm. uh, my son being there with my family, um, nieces and nephews and all that stuff. So um, I'll continue doing what I'm doing. It may not be in an NFL locker room. Yeah, yeah. Um, bringing people behind the scenes, you talk about your calling and what you do. Mm -hmm. um, you have changed a lot of lives over the years. Now, you've had a lot of players come in your locker room, mm -hmm. but outside of football, you've changed some lives. I don't have time to talk about it. Uh, you part of the ones that changed my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You were very responsible, you and EK, for me even having the opportunity to be with the Seahawks. Um, Mario Bailey's of the world, right? Like, I'm going to go yep. ahead and give you your flowers. You done done a whole lot mm -hmm. that don't nobody talk about in the key ingredient. Everybody talk about the recipe. Mo Kelly's in that recipe for the success. But when you see that you have actually changed the trajectory of families, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? It means everything. I mean, <clears throat> why are we here? I, I always look at that like, why are we here? If we can't empower and help somebody else, because at the end of the day, you can't have it all. Nope. It's enough for everybody. Like, that's just always been my mentality, right? Like, I always want to help somebody. Mm. I want to see the best. I'm my mother's child. Tell us the, about your mom. The stuff that I used to hate in her, I am. I say hate. That's, that's a strong word. It's not hate. It was things that she did that I didn't understand because I was a kid. Mm -hmm. She would give when we didn't have to give. Mm -hmm. If she had $20 and somebody asked her for 10, she would give it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? We need that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I didn't understand that. Yeah. My mom ran a daycare as well. Like, she gave back so much. And I always thought people were taking advantage of her. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you go off to school, you think you're smarter than everybody else. You come back, you want to impart your wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I'm like, yo, these people taking advantage of you. Like, mm -hmm. what's going on here? She was like, okay, you. You the smart guy. Tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, like they, they taking advantage. She was like, no, you, what you don't understand is when we didn't have, people looked out for us. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. So what do you want me to do? Tell the parents that they can't come? I'm like, well, no, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who can, can pay, but yeah. not paying. Yeah. She was like, that's not my fight. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can to help. Yeah. So I hate that part. But I'm her. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like all of that stuff that she did, that's who I am. And, and Mo, just talking from a player standpoint, like you are that dude. You are that dude. You that safe space that people can go to. I'm having a shitty day, pissed off at my coach. I just got benched. I'm about to get traded. Who am I going to talk to? Mm -hmm. Mo Kelly. Can and you so tell I, us a story that Mo Kelly did for you? 
Oh, no, let me keep on. Let me keep on. I just, I just want to let you know that speaking from the fellas, like mm-hmm. you mean the world to us. Like when we come to you, when we're going through that dark time, mm-hmm. I just want to thank you on behalf of all my guys for being that dude. Just yeah. that one we could go to. And like, hey, don't let don't let Coach Carroll know. I'm coming straight to you. Mm-hmm. And, and you you did that. You wow. did that. And I and I appreciate that. Well, I you know what? I what I would say is I appreciate you guys trusting me to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I do know is if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So it's certain things in how I move that you know, I don't think the organization will like, but I am who I am. I'm never going to put the organization in a bad place, but I know what my number one deal is, is to make sure that you guys are good. Yeah, and some things, like, if a player comes to you, some things you get, I like, nah, this, but, this can't stay here. Well, you know, and, and that's the yeah. thing, but it's not going to be a surprise to the player. So if yeah. something happens, and I've had this happen where a guy, man, I got popped for this, okay? Like, I hear it, but what I'm going to tell him is this, like nobody likes surprises. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out. It's just when, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So either you can go, I can go, or we can go together and just mm-hmm. let them know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've never really had a problem with, uh, when I talk to a player that way, that they have a problem with it. Because again, when I started, you could get popped for something back in your hometown and it may not ever come out. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, like it's gonna come out, and what's just win? And one thing I felt as an organization that's been better is the transparency. Keep it real. I can handle the truth. It's gonna hurt like hell, yeah. but yeah. no surprises. If you're thinking this, just let me know. And I and I really saw that change over the years, and so yeah, I, I do love that as well. That's what players need. We just need that transparency, that authentic truth. We can we can uh, keep pu- pushing forward. Well, I think one of the things that I always talk about, is, and one of the things that I can always hang my hat on. When it comes to a player, I always say, how many times have I ever lied to you? Mm-hmm. And I can look you right in the face. <laughs> yeah. I can look you right in the face. How many times have I ever lied to you? Because, again, at the end of the day, you're right. Players just want, they may not like it in the process, right? Mm-hmm. If I told you something straight up and you're like, damn, he may not like it. But he's going to respect it later. Rather yeah. than pushing, kicking the can down the road, lying about something, and then you got to cover that lie up with another lie. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Nah. This is what the fuck. Yeah, this is this what is it is. is. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Y- you have the right to feel however you, the hell you want to feel, but this is what it is. Because a lot of times players see things with their players' glasses on. I say this all the time, like because it affects you. Yeah. Like, but what you don't understand is when they're making decisions, it's not about how it's going to affect you. It's going to how it's going to affect the whole dynamic of Everybody. this organization. Everybody. And so. A player look at it and say, well, he lied to me. I'm like, no, no, at the moment. What time is it? Okay, so it's 217. That's the truth at 217. (laughs) (laughs) At 218. (laughs) It may be something totally different. That's not a lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the truth is in the minute. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you just gotta understand that, respect that. And I tell you one thing, man, it's just, it's better being on this side. Because, again, yeah. <laughs> as a player, yeah. you know, I was the player that was always, you know, hey, you know, when cut day came, you know, you weren't mm. about that call. You know, when you're on this other side. Now, I, I still take it hard because it's one thing that I always say when it comes to cut day. I always try to let people know, hey, remember, this is probably the worst day for some of these guys that they ever have to face. This is the first time somebody's telling you you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're getting fired. No, he's getting really. No, you're getting fucking fired. Right. And so some guys may not ever play again. And so you got to be sensitive to that. Like I'm sensitive to that. When guys get released, they get sent home. Some guys may not. Where am I going? What's next for me? There was one time when I really thought I was getting cut. I played for the Seattle Seahawks for 10 years. My last year Mm -hmm. during training camp. Yeah. I thought I was getting cut. Why would you think that? One no money guarantee and they drafted Jordan. Mm. I thought my ass was grass. Mm. But Coach Carroll came up to me. Coach, this is one of my first favorite Coach Carroll stories. You know how he put, put his arms around you? Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, 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 just so you know, man, you, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, thank you, Coach. I, I, I feel good about that. And, um, so you talk about transparency, keeping it real. Yeah. I thought my ass was grass. Well, I mean, I, I, just, I just think that guys, like guys of your caliber, like yeah. you deserve that. Yeah. You deserve to be... For us to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that every player has garnered that 
right, to be upfront about things. But you got certain guys that when you've done the things that you've done and how you did it, like, we owe you that, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And he gave me that, yeah. We didn't do lightning round, but no, 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 no lightning round. It's easy. It's the last thing we do. It's the last thing we do. It's easy. So I'm gonna <laughs> we we give you we throw a player out, a player name. Okay. And you give us two to three second recap of that player. Oh, ready? Okay. Yep. All right, we'll try it out. It's got to be two to three seconds. Lightning round. Here we go. Brandon Meebank. my guy, Belly Roll. They talk. I think they talk every day. They they may talk every day. They do. always. That's my guy. That's uh, my guy. Yeah. He's actually. He's actually. I think I had him probably longer than anybody. Bobby, Russ, and maybe yeah. me back. Cam Chancellor. Hammer. KJ Wright. Politician. Consistent. Consistent. Bobby Wagner. Ooh. Legend. Richard Sherman. Outstanding. Doug Baldwin. You can't give Doug one or two. Competitive. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a consistent thing. Everybody <laughs> says the same thing about Doug. With the dude just competitive all competitive. the time. Yes. He, he he I don't think you ever seen that um you ever seen that that photo of uh Simba? He's looking in the mirror, he's Simba, but he thinks he's Mufasa. Yeah. That's Doug. You ever seen that picture? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff, yeah. I mean, uh, KJ, you got any? Give me Ken Norton General. Oh. oh. What do I, lightning around here? Yeah, lightning around. Or you take or no, time. You, you, know, you get a little time. bit more, like five yeah, seconds. Take your time I, with my dog. Yeah, no, no. I, I love everything about him as a man. You know what I'm saying? I think his best work, obviously, yourself and, and Bobby. It's just something I think y'all had such a love hate type of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably one, he's probably one of the guys, one of the coaches, probably the only coach that could probably get y'all pissed off like that, how he piss you off, and mm -hmm. get you to go out there and play at a certain level. So it's just something unique about his skill set and what he brought to the table. Yeah. Earl Thomas, intense. G Scott. <laughs> Wear his ass out. Wear his ass. A fashion statement. Hey, Mo, appreciate you, man. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Wait, this your first interview ever? I think so. You know what I'm saying? I only do this because of you two guys. Seriously, exclusive, baby. Seriously, appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Love you, man. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. I appreciate y'all for joining us, man. Mo Kelly, the great, the legend. Thank y'all for joining us. And remember, if you do something, do it the right way.